Um, we must be operating on some kind of weird delay because it, both times you were like a good three seconds after me. So three I, seconds. We'll just oh have no. to. Yeah, so we'll just have to see what happens. Maybe it's a Discord being fun. That here's the thing about Discord, and I, I'm learning this because of the, of the headphone noise that I have to like pick up on and, and have to edit around every time that we <laughs> that we do this. Uh-huh. Is that Discord is like it exists in its own time dimension? Okay. Because I'll sync it up. I'll sync it up so that like the the headphone audio matches with my voice if if I'm hearing myself in another channel, okay. right? And so I'm like, I got this perfectly aligned, so no one's going to be able to hear that there's headphone noise. And then, like, ten minutes later, it, like, desyncs, and <laughs> I'll hear the headphone noise again. And so you have and to I'm like, well, how is and rechop. Exactly, and I don't know why Discord is the, it, like, the times are being, are being morphed. Like, we're, we're entering into different trajectories and, and astral speeds, you know? And so it's like, and so our, 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 our existence on the timeline is being is being skewed you know how many waves are getting to you so this is why you always got to turn down your fucking headphone volume scott (laughs) because it it is just it 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 welcomes me into this existential terror about you know how fickle our understanding of time is and i won't stand for it so this is the biggest peak behind the kimono you've ever given. Um, yeah, uh, a peak as tall as Mount Fuji. Uh, let, let's let's go on. Uh, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, I am happy that you're here with us again. Um, Only one week I, hiatus uh, this time. Well, a one a one week hiatus. Techn- I mean, we we actually did put up a, an episode last week, just last Monday. So it was it was a weird time. Yeah. I don't really know why. I, I think I, I I felt like we weren't going to get another recording in by that Friday, so I kind of split the difference to kind mm. of avoid the the transition, you know, to make sure we didn't really technically have a hiatus there. And then we um, almost made so it. no 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 hiatus this time. Uh, if as so long as I can get this edited by tomorrow, which you know the jury's still out on that. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, you know shows going strong everyone's happy fans are happy i'm happy um that's all i can ask so how are you oh, we have plural fans now do we i didn't know that i don't know so i was asking you you're the one publishes you get the statistics i do get the statistics uh they're pretty dire so i'm not going to go into that uh <laughs> how, how is how is life scott it sounds like you found a new place to live yes life is life is going all right um yeah i found a new place uh that i'm gonna move into this weekend so that should be nice um i get to cut my commute from 45 minutes in a bridge to 15 minutes on a bike so it'll be very nice nice. very nice um i'm looking forward to that definitely looking forward to that uh and hopefully you know and some hopefully not too long amount of time my girlfriend and my cat can also move down and then we can all be living together again that would be uh that would be ideal yeah uh yeah because it's been a month since i left now Mm. so yeah but uh very cool um tell me about this new place have you you've seen it in person i have actually seen it in person it is it's a one bedroom apartment uh near where i'm going to near where i work 
and uh, I will say renting in the Bay Area is actually pretty sweet right now. Uh, a lot of places are desperate to have people move in uh, enough to like knock a month or two or three off your rent. Just no, you don't have to pay it. <sighs> I uh, I can only imagine how nice that would be. Um, I guess I guess that's karma because you know I I qualified for the 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 relief check. You get a couple months of no rent. I guess it kind of balances out a little bit, right? I mean, in a way, but also the couple months of no rent is more than the relief check. Yeah, that's true. God damn it! I wanted to feel good a little bit that you ha- <laughs> that, that you know you're getting this this nice this nice bonus uh, because I can like when we moved into this place at the time it was still like peak Vancouver being you know expensive crazy competitive and expensive like the only reason we got it was because we called the building manager before they even put like an apartment listing up just asking if they happened to have any in the pipeline and sure enough they did uh whereas nowadays i'm sure if we moved in it would be uh, way cheaper and probably with some incentives and uh that is just a little too bad although i am happy that we were living here during all of this and not I can't, at our old place. I can't even imagine what living for a year inside your old place would have been like. I, that is uh, something I'm quite thankful for uh, constantly. So I, <laughs> uh, because if I had, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working from home permanently, like for a very long time and, and will be for a while. So I, I, unlike you and other people we know, like I'm not getting out at all. Like I, I almost never leave. So yeah. if we were underground, uh, that would have been, uh, absolutely horrific. So, <laughs> um, so no, I, I can live with the fact that we, we got a, a crummy deal, uh, in retrospect, although we didn't yeah. know and the deal was fine at the time. So yeah, you can't be mad about it if it was the right decision at the time. Exactly. Exactly. Like that that is my philosophy that I kind of kind of try to live my life by. Be able to justify every at least, you know, major decision that I make. Definitely. And in the moment and then be able to look back in the future and say, you know, this might not have been the right decision in retrospect, but at the time it was the right decision and therefore I can't be mad about it. I can mm-hmm. be annoyed at the outcome, sure. Mm-hmm. But that is different than being upset with a decision in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, it's not up to you, uh, not up to you in the moment uh, no. to have to deal with that. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was it, it, the one thing I have noticed is that people in our building uh, are using it as an opportunity to upgrade. Uh, we A couple of people have moved between units in the mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. Uh, because maybe like a two bedroom opens up and it's, hey, it's actually not that expensive anymore. So they, uh, they, mm-hmm. they are moving on up. Uh, but we haven't looked into that. I, I don't want to move anytime soon unless it's like a miraculous deal because it just was such an enormous hassle last time. And we have like three times the furniture now. Um, at least. Yeah, at least. Uh, and we've like mounted a lot of stuff into the walls and I, I'm dreading having to deal with that someday. So, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, we're, we're getting comfy. We're getting new, you guys, like, you guys uh, like your accessories. You like your apartment and stuff oh, like yeah. that too, right? I yeah, mean, so the, like the, that was with me, like where I used to live. Like I didn't want to live anywhere else in Seattle. Like I loved mm-hmm. living where I did and I didn't really want to live anywhere else, but you know, now I don't live there anymore. So 
The only thing that I feel like we're missing at this point, because we, we chose this place knowing that there were going to be some downsides. And fortunately, with this apartment, there were no hidden downsides. We, we were anticipating okay. all of the things that were like, that were, um, you know, not, not things on our list. Because we had a list of things that we were looking for. And we had to make some compromises <laughs> with this place because, it, you know, it was competitive. It was hard to find any anything available. Um, and so the main thing was I didn't – it's unfortunate to not have, like, a separate room for my office space. I would have yeah. liked that. Mm-hmm. And also uh, we are dying without a dishwasher. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, or in sweet laundry is another thing that, like, I would really like to have someday. But um, those, are, those are both things that we are without. And uh, uh, is you your laundry going in, in your building? There is laundry in the building. I don't have to go to like a laundromat. That that's that's a a, a, a nice bonus because I have lived in a in a building in the past that did not have laundry uh, when I was in New York, and it was uh, horrifying uh, to have to go out in the middle of the winter uh, with a big bag of laundry uh, in the middle of Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, yeah so my, so yeah, so, my my requirements kind of followed that mm-hmm. line because I mean, we want it was we need somewhere that's cat friendly because we have a cat. Right, of course. We wanted somewhere that has at least one off-street parking spot, at least that we could rent, right, mm-hmm. or pay for, and then ideally, uh, like we just talked about, in-unit laundry, because it's just so nice, and you know, I I tend to do laundry every week. I don't want to, have to save up and get a huge pot of clothes, haul it all the way down the street, do two or three loads of laundry or something every two and a half weeks. I don't want to do that. No one does. No, no, no. It, that, or downstairs, not, and then like. That's no good if you end up having to do like your bedding at the same time and then all this other stuff, you're talking about a whole afternoon worth of laundry. And then you're just kind of up and down between the laundry room and your apartment. You can't do anything else, but if you have it in your own place, it's much nicer. Yeah. And and, I mean, it's, it's cheaper too, because like we spend probably a good $50 a month on laundry uh, Mm -hmm. because when it's in your building, they, uh, they charge a bit more. Than uh, when it's at a laundromat, uh, so For some uh, the convenience is reason. expensive, but uh, you know it's it's worth it. Although you know, obviously, the the one nice thing is that we don't pay for water in this apartment. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we had a, if we had laundry, we obviously would, uh, or a dishwasher probably. But since we don't have uh, a lot of water needs, although I've heard that washing dishes in the sink actually does use more water than a dishwasher. That is correct. Yeah. So, so washing I, dishes in the sink. It, well, it's like the difference between um, taking a shower and taking a bath, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a bath, you're committing to a ton of water because you have to fill up the whole thing, and it's just a lot of water. But taking a shower, you're just kind of using whatever washes over you. And then yeah. with um, washing dishes in the sink, it sinks on for, you know, let's say you're doing dishes for 15 minutes or something, right? The sink is on for 10 of those minutes when you're yep. scrubbing or rinsing or doing soap, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 10 minutes at, you know... A couple gallons a minute. I don't know what your flow rate is. It's quite a bit of water, and then a dishwasher just is a couple gallons at a time, maybe, but it just throws the same water around, and it does like two or three cycles of water in your dishwasher, and that's it. Yeah. So if Someday. it's two gallons, so we we actually I, I I found recently there's a there's a YouTuber I really like. Uh, you've probably heard of him. His name is Techmoan. Do you know Techmoan? He's a, oh. he's a British, like this old British guy who just reviews like old technology, like old cassette recorders and 
No, stuff like that. I have to and look at him up. He's up he's up. very good. If you like technology connections, you'll like tech. I do. They're kind of like, in my mind, they're part of the holy trinity of like tech YouTubers. There's Techmoan, the father, uh, mm-hmm. technology connections, the son, and then mm-hmm. lazy gamer views, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Techmoan is uh, <laughs> is is this old guy in the UK, and he uh, recently reviewed a a portable dishwasher. Uh, by a French company called Dantec, and we were watching this video, and I'm like praying this thing comes out in the U.S. because right now they only exist in Europe. They've announced a, a well, North American not even release. The US. You don't even need that. You need Canada. Well, no, I know, but just North American at all because the models that they've yeah. made so far are only for the European voltage, and so they need to make mm. like North American versions. If they only release in the U.S., I could still get it because I could ship it to like my sister and get it sent to me. I could find a way. It would be worth it so, to me to find a way. But these things are like the, very, they're, they're narrow. So they, yeah. unlike the ones that you usually find on the market today by like Danby or whatever, which take up like the, the square footage of like a refrigerator, these, this one is like a, this felt thing. And um, that, you, it, like, that you run like every day with your dishes from dinner that night or something. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's way faster. It does dishes in like 20 minutes. And the guy was oh, wow. like, the guy was not like a dishwasher dude. He doesn't usually wash his dishes because I guess in the UK it's not as common for people to have dishwashers. Not at all. And uh, he don't was even like have garbage disposals. I don't know how those heathens live. He was like very skeptical of it, and then like reviewed it, and it was like, "Hey, this is actually like great, and it does what it says." And I, I'm, boy, w- would I like to have that? So I, I, uh, I am waiting for that to come out here. Uh, but uh, who knows? So um, the, the thing with. Um, the European voltages and stuff like that is they can get a lot more power out of their circuitry for the same amount of current. So those, right, so like yeah. most appliances that plug into normal wall power, if it's a space heater or a coffee or a water heater or coffee maker or something, it's almost invariably going to be fifteen hundred watts, which right. is near the maximum of you know the what a normal circuit breaker in a house is. Mm-hmm. I but, learned that from technology connections. Good connection on that technology. Um, but then if you jump it up to, uh, the European voltage, which is just about twice as much, um, you can get a lot more power out of it for really not, um, much more current, if at all, you can get twice Mm -hmm. as much power for the same current. Right. So, um, what they do is it probably has a built in water heater. And so it's designed to run the water through there and designed to get the water up to so high a temperature, Mm -hmm. temperature before, um, you know, working with it or something, but in American unit, they'd have to really come up with a better way, a, a new way to dump as much heat energy. And that's just not really possible. Interesting. So that's kind so of, you, you would not anticipate it to, like to be as quick, I guess. Although, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, are washing machines or not washing dishwashers, like high, high voltage or, or high wattage. Generally no. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I don't think so. so. I'd have to look at a circuit breaker box and see, but I, I don't think they're generally um, on the higher voltage side. Um, the higher voltage applications in your normal house would be like uh, your dryer if that's electric. Oh yeah. Or your or your stove or oven if those are electric. Um, yeah. Those are the most common high higher voltage applications in a normal house or apartment. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to do a bunch of like digging around to figure out what is the the big 
the big consumers in my in my apartment because I mean, working from home, I did notice a bump of like twenty five percent increase, mm-hmm. you know, to my to my bill uh, every month, uh, and I, I it's weird because I don't feel like I have that much difference because I don't have the lights on during the day. It's it's really just my computer. So is it really just my computer adding that much? Um, yeah, but I guess it must. Well, be. your computer um, if it if it's on, I mean, you can math it out. If it's on. You're looking at, uh, especially with your tablet right there, you're looking at a couple hundred watts all the time. Yeah. And um, that's pretty easy to math out. I bet you have a dollars per kilowatt hour, right? So mm-hmm. whatever that is, figure out how much, you know, it's not too hard to figure out your math that way, but that's what sure, you have yeah. to do. And then if you're doing, um, you're running some heavy applications, putting a lot of load on your computer, that's also increasing the amount of power it uses. Mm-hmm. So makes therefore sense. increasing increasing cost. And then makes sense. Just being being home more often, you know, going to open the fridge more, that's power because it lets cool air out and then it has to cool it back down. Going to the bathroom more, that's not power, but like you, those kind of things end up costing more mm-hmm. in energy than you might otherwise think. For sure. Yeah, that uh that checks out. I uh, I mean, it's not like a huge amount, and there's not really anything I can do about it at this point because, you know, I have to use the computer. Uh, there's no way around that. But yep. uh, it is it is interesting to think that, like, it is that big of a difference. And, uh, yeah, and I've only been adding to it, so it's only been going up, which is great. Yeah. But. It'll be interesting to see what happens with me. Um, I'm going to be downsizing in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my old place to my new place um but power is going to cost like four times as much oh really i didn't know it was that big of a difference yeah well washington has like the cheapest power in the u.s really i didn't know that it's interesting the bay area has like the most expensive power in the u.s (laughs) so what 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 keeps washington's power so cheap i mean they're not like burning fossil fuels at bunch are they it I is mean, what, what is almost it is? all hydroelectric almost all hydroelectric oh, okay so like the same here then yeah so okay. almost all hydroelectric i think the uh power provider for seattle just released their metrics for 2019 and it was like 85 percent hydro and then 15 percent everything else okay and then in the winter months when the winter nine months it's like 99 percent hydro and then some fill-in hmm. so that's what helps keep it so cheap is and then they can also sell power to california okay so interesting yeah i didn't know that um you learn yeah. something new every day um i'm sure this is a very interesting topic for everybody the the power so uh, interesting demands of uh, various locations um let's see i didn't come here with a topic today i've been busy um i could and i don't know th- th- you know this might be interesting to you might not be I could give like my official tech review of the iPad because I've been using it now for a couple of weeks. Sure, I'm, and, I'm interested in technology, even if it's something I won't ever use. Yeah, so I, I, uh, it's been interesting because when I first got it out of the box, it was still running iOS 12. I bought like an open box one from 2018, so it's not like a brand new one or anything. It hadn't been used or touched really, so it was like it was like a new one, but it was. Um, the box significantly cheaper, so seven hundred dollars ch- cheaper to be exact. Yeah. Uh, 
so I uh, I ordered that. It came, and at first I was like, oh, this is why I didn't like iPads when they first came out. Because when they first came out, I thought they were like the dumbest thing. I was like, there's nothing useful that you can do with this. It's just like another a bigger it, screen to watch shit on, which I, I get the appeal of kind of, but... In like the 2008, utility. there was in 2008 there was no purpose. Yeah, and my my mom had one. She got the first gen iPad, and I remember I, I remember kind of playing around with it and being like, yeah, I can like watch Hulu on this, but it's not worth the money to to do that. And slowly yeah. over time, you know, they've added utility to it, and you can you know read and call people on it and stuff. Um, we but, got that touch sensitive pen now too, right? Well, that's what I was going to get into is that that that's really what changed my mind about it because they've kind of like, I, I think to compete with Microsoft because Microsoft, you know, has been dominating for years, the, the, the kind of like tablet as productivity tool uh, when they introduced the surface line um, because for a while that was like the only way you could do something like that. And as an artist, there's a lot of appeal in having kind of like a device that allows a Wacom level drawing experience, but for, mm-hmm. Uh, lower cost and as like an all-in-one device where you can do everything on it. I mean, the the ability to do that is very valuable. Um, because a Wacom is just an input device, right? It's not it a is. standalone. It is. So they do actually now make standalones, I think. Um, but I don't know why anybody would buy them because they're probably like $8,000. I haven't checked, but <laughs> Wacom... Like they they have a chokehold over the industry to the point that like they can charge a lot of money for something that is starting to get kind of like more easily accessible in other areas of of consumer electronics. So it used to be that mm-hmm. like if you wanted to draw digitally, you kind of had to buy a Wacom or you weren't going to do it. Uh, maybe you could find a cheaper way by using like um like an off screen tablet, which is what I used to do. Um, before I, I got my first Wacom and then um, or, you know, now with the, the release of the Apple Pencil and, and, and with the c- competition between them and Microsoft and I think even Samsung's kind of in on this now, there's kind of like a much better solution for the 99% of people who don't need like specifically desktop software for their work. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the sake of like illustration and stuff, you know, if, if my choice was between a laptop or an iPad, I just I realized it was much better for me to go for the iPad because on a laptop, there's no way for me to do that kind of work on just the device itself. Okay. Um, because a Wacom costs the same as, as, as many laptops. I mean, if I bought it, even a used one would be over a thousand dollars. And so, uh, and it's not portable at that point. So I can't, I, I still have to kind of be locked to the desk and so with the iPad, I've been really like enjoying the the experience of kind of like getting back into sort of um, flexible drawing where I can draw in various places in my space or even outside and like kind of kind of getting back into sketchbook kind of work like I used to do like in college. A less, a less structured kind of experience. Yeah, something that I can hold in my hands and move around and it's very tactile and um, the software that's on there is great. I mean, the the screen is 120 hertz too, so it's like oh, wow. drawing on that is. I mean, it is like the the separation between real and digital is is very uh, is shrunk by that as well. And so, like the the, the latency of everything is really excellent. Um, Calling it a blurred line is a little bit disingenuous, kind of given 
the <laughs> implications. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I guess so. But it, it's it's interesting. And but it's also funny because like again, when I first got it, it was on iOS twelve and I had to up, upgrade it and I didn't have the pen yet. And so it was still like the very limited experience of what I remembered from the past. And I, I, I'm reminded of like or I was reminded of like for a lot of people, they buy these things because they're like shiny and nice, but then don't do anything interesting with them or they kind of serve <laughs> just a, a kind of throwaway purpose. And I still have like this, this kind of like negative association with them as sort of dumbing down our relationship with technology, you know? And yeah, uh, it, it's that like, like you said, 99% of people don't need this stuff, but for that 1% of people, it's really, really nice or something like that. Yeah. And it's cool that it's been able to sort of like, for the people who want to invest into it on that level, it now allows for that because in the past, I mean, there was just no, no reason for me to see getting one, but at this point, like it's, it's turning into like an indispensable thing. And it's amazing how that's happened in like a matter of like two years. Um, yeah. But, uh, we're still not at a point where I can use it for like my actual job. My actual job requires like, a VPN into my windows desktop at work and running software that is not on an iPad or on iOS. So it like that, that and whole is impossible thing... to impossible. Well, that's, I was, I was going to talk about how it would be exceedingly pointless for me to own an iPad for work. Yes, absolutely. There is absolutely <laughs> nothing that I can do for my job on an iPad that like mm-hmm. a regular smartphone can't do because there's no way any company that I I intend on working for, just in this in the sphere I should say, wrong words, in the sphere that I currently work in, um, would ever design an iOS app to deal with their systems. Like that's just not no, absolutely not. Yeah, in the in the cards, it's just not how that works. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it simply won't happen. No. Uh, so like I've always had a Windows laptop for work. And then separately, I own Windows stuff just because that's what I've preferred. Um, yeah, of course. Kind of over over my life. But um, yeah, there's no way. There's just no way that an, I, an iPad or an iOS device would be more useful because of whatever software they have over a Windows device when the Windows device is like, oh, well, you need this program. It only installs on Windows. Okay, well, we're getting Windows then. <laughs> That's the end of that question. Yeah, it, it helps for there to be a ubiquity for that for sure because I'm sure I, like people love Linux for its ability to like kind of be flexible in that way too, but I'm sure even that would be too limited for what you're doing um, in a lot of yeah. ways. Like I'm sure there are plenty of software that Linux just is, don't support Linux it. Linux is great and all, but it, it doesn't run SolidWorks. So therefore... It, it also doesn't shit. run like Adobe. Like it, it's very yeah. weird to me that they've completely ignored like that entire platform for so long. But um, that's like it's also I, Adobe. I, they make incredible software, but they're also Adobe. Yeah, they're they're hard to work around. That's the thing. That's another thing about this is that like I the, the software I got to draw on my iPad is it's a it's a piece of software called Procreate, which um, mm-hmm. has kind of exploded in popularity recently on just like the illustration side of of the art world because it it really like feels very natural to use and it's a one time $10 cost. Terrible name. Terrible name. Fine. We can, we can accept that. It's kind of (laughs) cheeky, you know, huh? Kind of a little sexual $10, whatever, but it's $10 and you don't have, there's no subscription. You get all the access to the updates. What like, and 
it does drawing better than Photoshop in like a way that I, I, I am still like constantly blown away by of just how like nice it is to use. There's so many little thoughtful things in this, in this app that are just like built to be nice for drawing that like Photoshop just consistently makes you work around. Um, and, and again, like there's a lot with Photoshop that you can do that you can't necessarily do with Procreate. It has fewer like very specific like design tools. So if you were like a really mm. big graphic designer, you wouldn't want to use it because you can't do vectors. You can't use a lot of like kind of more back end options. But mm -hmm. for the sake of drawing and sketching and 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 designing things, I mean, I I don't miss anything that that Photoshop offers that this that this gives me. And it sucks that I still have to pay for Adobe because there are still <laughs> things that in that in that ecosystem I need. Uh, this podcast being one of them because I have to, I, I use Premiere to, to edit it. I guess I could find something else, but I, I, I'm just used to that and I use it for other yeah. things too. But being um, used to it is, is a huge thing. Like um, it's just the, I mean, it's the time is money, right? Like mm. if you, if it's free, but you have to spend four times as long doing it, is it actually free? Um, yeah, absolutely. And then, well, I, I was also going to talk about how um, there's this one software suite Ex exceedingly powerful modeling suite called Katia. Mm -hmm. Really, really amazing stuff. Uh, but it's extremely expensive. Uh, I don't know what a normal seat costs for it, but, you know, several thousand a year. And then we had to get a specific license for it, a specific content package that's mm -hmm. already in your software. You just have to unlock it, right? Definitely. Yeah. It was like $50,000. Oh, my God. Plus, like, 5000 a year maintenance just for, like, that one software package. Man. Yeah, industry software is no joke. That That's actually the... That's what my dad does is he sells, like... He sells industry software to universities. And uh, okay. that... I mean, when whenever a deal happens, it's like a... It's, it's, it's a lot. Like, a big deal is when, like, a university says yes. Because mm -hmm. those, because of packages like that, where it's like, wow, that is a, that is a lot of money being exchanged for software, you know. And, and they're, and, and they're getting an education discount, too. Wow, that's incredible. Like, um, dealing with um, large automation supplier Siemens, mm -hmm. we recently, or my old job, we did a project with a, a university institution, a research institution, right? Yeah. Um, and we had that, we, we spec'd everything out and then they bought it and then just had it shipped to us because they could get like, we could undercut like 20 or 30% on education discount, but because education not a normal purchase, it took like twice as long because it doesn't go through their normal channels. And because it's education, they just, they know they're not making any money off of it. They just make it, you know, take a little bit longer. You know, they don't expedite it. They don't do anything for you. So, but you can save 20, 30%. That's nice. Even still, we'll, 50 yeah. grand. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, that was different. But, I mean, this would be like for an industrial CNC order, that'd be a few hundred thousand dollars or something. And so by mm -hmm. saving, you know, 30% on that, it's quite a bit of money. But it's still a lot of money. So, yeah, industry software, industry cost is completely different than anything you've ever thought about at home. That was one thing that took me a huge adjustment at my last job was like, <clears throat> you know, thinking how much would I pay for something like this is way different than how much would my job pay for something like this. Mm, absolutely. 
Yeah, I, the software I use at work um, is a really excellent software called Storyboard Pro. And my you know work obviously has like a site license for it, and I don't know I don't know how much that costs, but uh, they actually offered us um, a half off discount, basically like the the company uh, it's uh, Tomb Boom uh, that makes Storyboard Pro. Uh, they mm-hmm. they offered uh, basically my company to like sell it to us individually for own personal use for half off. So like that's a big discount and mm-hmm. everybody is like really strongly considering and I'm sure many people have taken them up on it but half off is still $700 and I don't and- know if I want to if I want to do that <laughs> even though like I'll never have that opportunity again to get it for myself is this like a one time purchase thing it is I believe it's a one time purchase you probably don't get access to future versions of it but yeah. um it's still usable. I don't, I don't think it's like you lose access to it after a year. I, I'm pretty sure it's not a, a yearly thing, but you might just not get the, the, the 7.0 release whenever that comes or, or whatever. So I, I don't know. But, but it, um, if this was, if this was uh, something you did, I think, more in your freelance time where having the software would be a yeah, game changer, then I, I it'd feel be like worth it. The only times I'm going to use it are if I work for a company that is using it. Like I, so I'm never, I'm never going to need to own it on my own, but at the same Mm. time, it is a great piece of software for specifically my industry and what I do in my position. So like maybe someday I would want to have it for my own work and my own projects. If you have it, then you can start advertising that you have it. And then I guess, but again, any company I work for that's going to use it is going to have a site license for it. That's never going to be a problem where like they would need me to have my own copy. I I guess. Yeah. Maybe someday. I, I'm on I'm on contract at the studio for like another year, so I have a long time to think about it. But mm. uh, it's a it's a it's it's definitely a, like a tough decision because again, seven hundred dollars is not a small amount of money to just throw at something. And uh, no. I I don't know. Uh, it would be it would it would have to definitely be worth it uh, in some other way. So I, I have to think about it and weigh the weigh the pros and cons. But yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind software. of software? I mean, are you using some crazy new laser software now at your new job? Like, what's what's the no, deal now? Not really. Um, no. It's actually mostly the same programs, which is kind of funny. Um, uh, I have to learn some new software just because I use different industrial automation system than what I'm used to. But, you know, that's just, that'd be like switching from, you know, whatever storyboard pro to if, if there's a competitor software it'd be like switching to that where like sure you're doing the same thing it just looks and feels a little different that makes Um, sense yeah i I think that usually they would try and make it easy to transition from one to the other yes and no um i'm familiar with two industrial automation softwares but they're not the same so you know but that's that's the thing the biggest the biggest difference at my job is actually moving from the microsoft suite of professional tools to the google suite of professional tools Hmm, Um, interesting so that's like I've used Outlook forever, but now I'm using Gmail for work and you know, I'm not used to that at all. So like I'm used to having um, like my browser and my email be in separate windows, but now they're in the same window. And so like I'm used to alt tabbing back to the email I just had and not clicking another tab or something like that. It's 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 little things like that that are tripping me up the I- most. I, I've I've had to switch to to using Google, Google Chat for my work as well, and uh, mm-hmm. 
at first it was fine because they let me download like a specific Google chat client, you know, and I could just use that and have it access my work e- account. But for mm-hmm. some reason, Google like chopped that off, I guess. And you can't download the old, like the old ones not supported anymore. And so now what they have is like a Chrome plugin thing that acts as its own piece of software. So it's not like technically uh, its own bespoke application. It's mm-hmm. like a part mm-hmm. of Chrome, but my Chrome, but it's its own little window. Yeah. But my Chrome is logged into my Google and my work Google. So anytime I try to open that, it says, Oh, you, you can't use this because this isn't your professional. Like I, but I, and I, and I click like, okay, no, I choose this, the account that's associated with my work. And it like doesn't let me access the. It drives me fucking crazy. This whole like I, I having multiple accounts terrible. from Google trying to like compete with each other in my browser. It, it sucks. So I uh, I yeah. am not really I'm, that pleased with that. At my old job, I could have my personal Google account logged in on the computer while I was using it because like again the separation between Microsoft and Google. Exactly. Um, but yeah. now this new one with it's all Google and browser based. Like I can't have my personal Google one signed in. No. It's terrible. so it's it's just a, it's a lifestyle change and I'm getting used to it. But that's like, like I said, that like, that level of stuff is the, the biggest difference in terms of like software and stuff like that. There's up in like moving from teams to Slack and just general things like that, like just minor annoyances, nothing actually like serious or anything. Yeah. Well, I, I, I prefer Slack. I, I've been on a job at Slack, and I always thought that was a pretty good one. Um, Google Chat. I'm going to rail on it some more. This whole, like, threads bullshit, I don't get. <laughs> you know, like, I, we're, in a, we're in a chat room. Just let us chat. I don't need to make a new thread for every conversation. I don't want to have to, like, look through threads within, a, yeah, within a chat. Microsoft Teams has that same formula where, you know, the conversations are supposed to be separated out of threads and then each new topic gets a new conversation within a conversation. It's like, what are you doing here? What, why does yeah, this sucks. have to exist? <clears throat> it sucks. On my last production, we pretended that didn't exist. We just had one mega thread uh, that we talked about literally everything in. Um, nice. And our rule was don't make a new thread. Uh, keep the old thread going. So that one lived <laughs> for a very long time. But now it's like every time someone talks, there's a new thread. Yeah, and, cool. uh, especially it, because, it, at least in Teams, they don't make it super clear that, like, this is what you're supposed to do. There's, like, a big box at the bottom that says, type here. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, just here, uh, just talk. And then, like, when you do that, it creates, yeah, creates a new a new topic for everyone to and then, jump in on. And it separates for the last one. And it just, ugh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. Uh, what, do you think there's a there's a possibility for a future in which everyone uses Discord, or is that like because what what I don't know what what separates is it like a cultural thing like why is it that Discord is like not used in a professional setting because I, I actually think it kind of <clears throat> works pretty well mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I so I haven't spent too much time with Discord apart from doing this, but um, I think it just it's not cut out for it. It might not be as secure and i don't know if um a company can host their own stuff independently and have their own logins and have stuff where like sure we log in with our own stuff on discord to do this but there's no like login with your corporate discord account support yet and that would be 
kind of a game changer. Because, like, yeah. moving to the new company, like, I got a new Google login. I'm obviously not using my personal email. I got a Slack login and stuff like that that's tied to that Google login. And those integrations on the corporate side make it more appealing to those people, to those companies, instead of treating everything like it's an extension of your personal life because that way they can control the data, control the messaging, control all that stuff more. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I hadn't really considered the privacy aspect of it because with Slack, yeah, you have to create like a uh, a work-specific kind of server, right? Like it, it's all kind of operated independently from the rest of Slack, essentially. Yeah. Um, Slack can go down. Yeah, I, th- I think um, it all goes through their servers at one point or another, but it's all hosted on your end. Mm-hmm. Slack, Vancouver yeah. company, locals. Oh, right. um, interesting company, too. They they started out <laughs> as a game developer. Interesting. Um, I believe. And they had hired the guy who made uh, Katamari. Okay. You know that, that game? PS2 I think game. I've heard of it. I'm playing it's it. It's well. like uh, you're rolling up stuff in a big ball. Anyway, he's a he, he's a very like auteur guy, and uh, they hired him to like develop a game. And then while they were developing it, never came out. Uh, it must have just gotten canceled at some point. But they developed their their communication software like on the side just to like make it easier to talk amongst each other. And then that was what they ended up doing full time. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we actually have something here, so let's just do this." Yeah. Which probably kind of sucks for the people there who were like stoked to make a game. You know, and like, mm-hmm. hey, now you're making like office productivity software suddenly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> although maybe like they're they're fine because they probably all made a shit ton of money. But uh, it's it just funny because uh, they're they're still independent, right? They're not owned by anyone. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think they uh, I don't know. And I don't know if they're like publicly traded or not either. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, um, but yeah, like it. Again, it's that control of data. The control of software is what companies really want because they're really uh, most are really protective of their IP. They don't want anything deleted ever, and Discord is just not set up that way. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, I could imagine because I've been on productions where it was like you can't even print off the script because they're so sensitive about where it is. Um, yeah, I was I was doing work for for Disney, and they were very much like that. Yeah. Um, where it's like I had to have it on on the work computer and they're actually getting more sensitive about it now because at the moment I, I'm I'm you know VPNing in onto my work computer at, at work and I'm just drawing like remotely onto it using the Cintiq at home and uh, they're not going to let us do that anymore at yeah. least uh, Netflix because that's the current client I'm working for is Netflix and they're they're becoming sensitive about it too and so now they're going to make us all take our big PC towers home. <clears throat> now I've got to find space for that uh, in my uh, in my limited limited uh, office area. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, and then you're um, obviously not allowed to use that for personal stuff. No, um, although I have no reason to to use that for personal. I have my own computer, so it's not like that's a big deal. But um, yeah. it just I have to put it somewhere, and I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds right. Um, I have to cough here for a second. That's fine. <coughs> you need to cut that. No, I'm. Oh, I'm not going to cut it. We're gonna. We're gonna make everyone very concerned. <laughs> Scott has COVID. Everybody. I'm, this is how we <laughs> announce it to the world. Um, have are are you like 
it, I, people in California are like getting the vaccine. I'm seeing that happening. Yeah. It, are you like, are you in line? Are you, have you tried? No. So because I am in not a position to get it, which means I'm not sickly old or in like a teaching profession, I'm not yet in line, but I should soon be in line because I'm in manufacturing. Um, okay. My brother actually got his first shot today because he's in education. Interesting. Um, so that's exciting for him. And then my parents, who are in their early 60s, uh, are, t- are technically in the same group as me right now. So we're kind of just waiting. Nice. Well, but, I'm sure it will happen shortly because I'm seeing people like on Twitter getting it. who I'm like, I don't know why you qualified this soon. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, people are doing it. Well, uh, it it's, it's happening. That, and then um, the president, President Biden's decree that every, it will be available to everyone over 18 on May 1st. Is pretty Which big is deal. nuts. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that it ended up being like easier to get there than here first. I uh, really let thought us, it was going to go the other way. Let uh, us have it. It's the only thing we've done right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's fine. I to be to be fair again. This is a karma thing because oh yeah, for the last year and a half, I've I've been going to restaurants. Ikumi's been going to yoga class. Things have been relatively normal. You know, we've been able to go to the beach go on vacation and never feel like we're in a whole lot of danger. So I, I, I can, I can give you that, you know, if, if you got to rush this to get out of the, uh, you know, the emergency situation that's going on down there, uh, that's fine. I'm just a little annoyed that, uh, that it's going to probably mm-hmm. be before like September, uh, when I can get, uh, get it myself. So, uh, yeah, it's a little disappointing, but that's fine. Um, yeah, but that's 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 good to hear. I'm glad that everyone is going to be uh, is is going to be getting it. And it sounds like, despite initial signs that were pointing towards people being like predominantly um, skeptical of the vaccine, like the vaccine just existing and being out there and people getting it has like dramatically decreased the the number of people who actually practically are refusing to get it. Except like, Republicans. I think, I know, but but general population-wise, I think it started out like fifty percent of people were going to say like I'm not. We're saying like I'm not sure if I'm going to yeah. get it, and now that's down to like twenty-five percent. Oh yeah, it's like, it's much much better. It's it should be really great. Um, I mean, I was just listening to a podcast the other day about Israel, and they've uh, vaccinated a huge percentage of their population. One because they don't have a huge population in the first place, and they for reasons care about one segment of their population more than the other segment but we don't have to get into that now um (laughs) or ever um and then they're like yeah you know if you're vaccinated you have a little app on your phone and then it you know verifies that you're vaccinated so that you can go to a concert they have concerts there now or you can go to dinner at a normal restaurant with your friends um stuff like that and they were in really really bad shape like three months ago really bad shape three months ago and now life's trending back to normal and that's yeah I, i've heard about these like vaccine passport things i don't think that's gonna take off in the u.s that, i think it, I, it it will have to i especially if you plan on traveling anywhere traveling sure because that that's like a especially out of the country that's gonna probably be like how countries let each other in at that point because that seems like a very easy thing for them to enforce mm-hmm. but at the same time i feel like if people were upset about masks people are going to be upset about like 
here's my card, let me into the concert. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's gonna be a culture war sure. of its own. Uh, but also you, ha- you have to be vaccinated for. to go to public school and you have to be vaccinated against so many things to like go to South America or something like that. Like remember when I went I had to get um yellow fever vaccine and take malaria pills just to go. And like you had to have proof and it had to be in your passport and all this stuff just so you could go to the country and what's different about this except for it's everywhere and not just well i mean but there's a lot of instances where like you can make a clear a concise argument like that but people take like a political or or not even political i would say like ideological stance on something that is in in gross contrast to things that they are already doing that is like it's like why are you complaining that we need to have like stricter gun laws you already have a driver's license to drive your car it's that kind of thing right Mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of things that people are like wanting to make a stance on that they've already submitted to in other ways. And so this is, this seems like it's going to be one of them because it'll be new and it'll be something that everyone has to like pitch into. And, and, and it's a new ask of that everybody be involved in this scheme. And I think it's going to be like a very controversial thing. I think the other thing is it's such a big deal. Like it is. And, and it's, it's something that is very much like, your willingness to get the vaccine is so drawn on ideological political lines where mm-hmm. like, like you said, the, re- the the percentage of Republicans who don't want it is much higher than the percentage of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to see it as like, you know, this is our star of David that, you know, our government is giving us to mark us that we're like the, the bad ones. You, you know, I, I can see that, that coming, you mm-hmm. know, a mile away. Um, Which is frustrating it's like, for the rest but it's of like, us. Because again, yeah, it's, <laughs> if it's ninety five percent effective, that's still not a hundred, and you know, don't want, don't want that. But no. if, if the vaccines do seem to be, you know, almost perfect, if not perfect, at preventing severe COVID, which to me is great. Oh um, yeah, we should uh, or, embrace the 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 gift we've been given. Yeah, <laughs> severe sure. COVID is definitely the worry because severe COVID can often turn into long COVID, which I also very much don't want. I don't want like months and months of side effects, and you know, not being able to go running or exercise for months because of whatever and all that stuff. So, or just feel terrible and not be able to taste things. Yeah, that sounds shitty. Um... What are you uh, looking forward to doing once you have once you have it? Going so two things specifically going to baseball games because I'm a big baseball fan, love baseball, all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then going to bar trivia again. Both of those will be pretty nice, you know. Stuff you know, social, hang out with your friends, you know. That that's what I'm looking forward to, the most. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, just when this was all happening last year, we were starting to have like regular board game nights at our apartment. That was like one of the reasons we moved was we wanted to have a space that we could have people over. Mm -hmm. And so we had like one really successful one. And I remember I, I, it was February 2020 Mm -hmm. and I made like a big banner thing on the Facebook group where it was like, Oh, two, two, Oh, two, Oh, like that was like the, the, the kind of graphic design of this like get together that I was kind of running. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, that was our, our first one. We made a chili con queso and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. We played a bunch of board games with some people and 
we were going to have our second one in March. But no. And that didn't happen. And uh, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And so just excited to do that again because it was a lot of fun. And we've just been very lonely without it. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's the main thing for me. And traveling, obviously, is a big one um, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss. Or I, I have been missing and I'm going to enjoy uh, doing again. Uh, we keep like talking about like going to Japan again and delaying it. And now we're like thinking that's probably going to be 2022 because yeah. again, we're not going to get these vaccines anytime soon and mm-hmm. planning ahead without them is kind of impossible. So, uh, you know, we were thinking maybe the end of this year and now it's looking like, mm, yeah. no, probably not. And especially like the situation in Japan is also kind of like cloudy and iffy and weird. And, you know, we're not really sure that we'd want to be there either. And, uh, Especially, like, even if we were vaccinated, I don't want to spend that much money and, like, have the, the return to traveling be this, like, kind of restricted thing where yeah, you go you wanna, there. You want to like, be able to go there and enjoy whatever you're doing. You don't want to go there and just be under a different set of rules. Yeah, exactly. And and kind of have to be conscious of it everywhere. I, I, I don't want to go back until I know that I can just kind of act normally there. And maybe that will never fully happen again. I don't know, but... It, um, it will at some point. It'll just we just don't know when that is, and I think that's the part that scares a lot of people, um, because yeah. like can we can say like people be vaccinated, you know, and then there'll be some return to normalcy, and then you know maybe by the fall or the winter or the spring or the summer, who knows, right? Like we just don't yeah. know how it's all going to shake out, and then there are going to be you know little breakouts of COVID kind of forever. And that's going to be something we're just going to have to live with. And it's going to suck. Luckily, like, I think as far as, like, major pandemics go, you know, you think about the AIDS crisis Mm -hmm. and how it took, like, decades for there to be, like, a survivability to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it took a very long time before getting AIDS wasn't, like, an immediate death sentence. Uh, Because nowadays, like, if you... the, The science behind this is an achievement that can't be understated like yeah it, it really is, is amazing that it's or can't be over quickly. can't be overstated sorry yeah wrong way but like it, it um, you can't possibly say anything that can adequately capture the scale of the achievement that science has achieved in the last year like going from you know november late november early december wherever you might believe the jump would be to first discovery mid-December or first real big problem mid-December or January. It's that when we're talking 15, 16 months ago, it's not a long time going from that to a vaccine and returning back to something where like, that's so incredible. Like people, I remember at the beginning, people were like, this might be years of this, years of yeah. staying inside because vaccines haven't been developed in less than four years. And we have mm-hmm. one in a year, less than a year. Yeah. And it's, and it's 95% effective, which is it's also like how, unheard of. A, a successful yeah. vaccine is more than 50%. Exactly. So it's, it's amazing. Uh, it, it really is like something that uh, we're going to have to remember for, uh, for the rest of our lives of just how like incredible of an achievement that was. And, uh, yeah, and because I think yeah, there was kind of this this element of of just uncertainty. Because I I remember last March, you know, we're at like the year anniversary of all of this kind of going down, uh, mm-hmm. and and I remember like that first month was pretty uh, 
It was scary. It, it just everything felt very scary. It was it was just weird to be outside, and you felt like there was this this air of of danger everywhere, and you didn't really know how to define it. And uh, mm-hmm. but it was also kind of exciting and new, and 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 no one had really experienced anything like it, and uh, never got used to it. And things kind of like turned into their own separate conflicts of like you know how how much you believe it or how much you want to go back and whatever. And and we've seen the the effects of that, but um, it really is interesting how like we had no idea how long it was going to take, and there were so many theories about like yeah this could be this could be a decade of of waiting for it to really get out of our system, or it could be you know the world from now on, and we just have to say goodbye to all these things that we remember in our past, and mm-hmm. those are all going to go away. And theaters, you know, we're we are a post theater society now. We're a post sports uh, society. Yeah, and and it's 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 amazing to know that that might uh, not be true anymore, and might not be true so quickly. Uh, it it really is uh, extraordinary, and so I I'm uh, I'm happy to end the show on a on a positive note. This podcast, I'm kind of happy we did it when we did because it was kind of like a, an interesting time capsule for this whole uh this whole time period we really i mean sam and i started it like at the beginning almost of of the of the pandemic i mean we haven't technically hit 50 episodes but we've skipped a lot of weeks so it's about a year a year's worth at this point and uh Mm -hmm. i'm kind of happy to have that like kind of memorialized even if just for us uh to have that kind of like we, we we uh we have a little piece of our brains intact from that whole experience and kind of understanding what it was like. I, sh- I should mention, I actually saw her last week in oh, person. Oh, how was she? Great. I mean, great. You know, it's not like we don't talk Good. to her, ever. but you know, no. actually in the, in the flesh. Oh, that's so, nice. That was exciting. But yeah, like, well, very good. Maybe one day we'll record an episode live. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll be in the same room. Together. Although that'll be complicated because the whole mic setup and it's actually kind of easier to do it this way, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a way. Um, we'll see. Maybe someday. Uh, that challenge be for future us. Yeah, um, maybe we'll do like a do like a, a a video game let's play again and put that up on a nameless YouTube channel for no one to find. Um, right next to your uh, Persona Five prank. Yeah, uh, is that is that even a public video? No, or is that it's like an private, unlisted yeah. private video? It's an unlisted link, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, unlisted and private. Nice. So that's how it you have be. to have I the link. Any, I don't want anybody seeing that. Oh, it's so good. Well, you didn't get me this time. I have the next persona, and it's mine. I know. And nobody touched it. I know. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, yeah, I uh, don't think there's a lot else to talk about. I uh, had a good one, and I hope you did too. And uh, don't don't try and contact me if you didn't. I don't want to hear about it. So take that, everybody. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Travis. I am... I've had a whole bottle of La Fine du Monde. I'm a little out of it, but I'm going to try to do our, our ending anyway. 
Uh, special thanks go to AestheticsPlease. AestheticsPlease.bandcamp.com is where you're going to find his uh, sweet tunes. Uh, not to mention uh, music.businesscasual.biz. Find some other other good business casual stuff there. Our music is uh, provided generously with his permission. He's our favorite our favorite musician of all time, better than the Beatles. So uh, you should definitely check him out. And yeah, I hope uh, we we don't have any. Um, any social media or email address or anything so you uh, there's no way to contact us so uh, if you want to ask us a question uh, I'm sorry you, you just you just can't so that's uh, that's it hope to see you next week stay classy fuckers goodbye